Greetings fellow life extensionists. Welcome to Longevity Now, the place for all your news and views about life extension from around the world. The general idea for this podcast is to have guests from a wide range of society and academia to cover the very diverse philosophical and scientific aspects of radical life extension. Lately, I've hosted a couple of people who are essentially conducting scientific experiments with a sample size of one. These are trailblazers who are pushing the limits of healthy life extension through diet, exercise, supplements, and even technological means. The trailblazer in this episode is Dave Asprey, founder of the Bulletproof Executive website. Besides Ray Kurzweil, there's probably not many other people in the world who have so publicly hacked their biology and metabolism to such an extent. Keep listening to find out the how and why of the Bulletproof lifestyle. Hello, Dave, and welcome to Longevity Now. Justin, thanks for having me. Well, you know what? Just the basics first. For those who might be unfamiliar with your background, how did you come to develop and promote the Bulletproof lifestyle and diet? Was it a gradual evolution, or was there some crystallizing moment in your past? There was a time in the past, oh, maybe 15 or so years ago, where I always been heavy as a as a young man, even just as a teenager. Heavy as in when I finished my first four years of college, I weighed 300 pounds. Uh, and I said, I'm going to fix this. I've had two knee surgeries. I had arthritis in my knees when I was 14. And I just said, I, I'm going to work out. And I worked out six days a week, hour and a half a day, half cardio, half weights. And I cut my calories way back to under 2,000, usually 15 to 1,800. And I couldn't lose any weight. And I, I mm. thought, God, maybe I'm not trying hard enough. And at the end of that, my knee went out again the first time I tried to do anything strenuous, as strenuous as laser tag of all things. And, and I just realized something isn't right here. And I started really getting serious about upgrading myself. And I got into anti-aging and I lost 100 pounds. And I started literally using techniques from, from hacking and, and designing complex cloud computing networks to manage my own biology. And the Bulletproof Executive came out of a quarter million dollars I ended up spending on upgrading my mental performance and the way my body works. All right. And then from the basics of the diet, just from what I've gleaned kind of uh, going through the blog rather uh, lightly, is it seems to minimize unnatural toxins and perhaps reduce inflammation. Is that correct? It's definitely an anti-inflammation diet, which has that nice effect of helping you lose weight, but also of increasing cognitive performance. And then what particular research or theory led you to focus primarily on inflammation as the primary way to stay healthy and slow down the aging process? As I think a lot of listeners may understand, there are you know, the SENS theories of aging. Sure. And when you start digging in on what's really going on, I found that in my own case, I could gain or lose several pounds in far less time than I should be able to. And it wasn't just water weight, although you could say inflammation is kind of water weight, that it was correlated you know, based on data really to what I'd consumed in the previous up to four days. So a lot of people walk around, particularly with that spare tire going on, they mm -hmm. think they're fat, but they're not, they're inflamed. What led me to this conclusion was that I'm fortunate to now be the chairman and president of the Silicon Valley Health Institute. Uh, we were formerly known as Smart Life Forum, but we've been around for 19 years as a nonprofit anti-aging research group in the Bay Area. So I've had the benefit of one-on-one -on -one time and a monthly lecture from top anti-aging experts 
going back more than a decade. So these people helped me to form my understanding of you know, how to hack my own biology and also the importance of inflammation in a whole bunch of aging phenomena. Are nootropes part of the Bulletproof Executive Lifestyle and Diet? Absolutely. In fact, I will tell you, I would not be sitting here today as the Bulletproof Executive without having the benefit of the work of Steve Folks. Uh, Steve Folks is the guy who wrote Smart Drug News in the 80s, and he's the author of Smart Drugs and Nutrients too. and he's an advisor to the Silicon Valley Health Institute. When I first started noticing cognitive decline in my early 20s that I, w- I was measuring, I'd say, God, some days I don't seem to be able to do my job. At the time, it was a company called 3Com that's now been acquired by Dell, yep. a very big networking company. I said, I don't remember anything that happened in this meeting. It's almost like I wasn't here, but I know I was physically there, but my brain is just, it's toast. So I started taking smart drugs. I I literally got online, read every issue of smart drugs and nutrients and everything I could find and ordered a couple thousand dollars worth of smart drugs from Europe and started going through them and trying them one at a time and in combination. And that got my cognitive performance back up to the level that I could keep using my cognitive performance to hack the rest of my nutritional and the rest of my basically physiological things that I needed to do. To this day, I still take various racetams. I'm a big fan of aniracetam because it's fat-soluble. I take paracetam. I'll be featured on a national, actually international news show with a dedicated segment on using a ProVigil coming up here. And... I take a, a whole variety of other things. I'm a big fan of Depranil. But I, honestly, if you're not taking care of your neurons and your brain, I just don't think that you're paying much attention. You're waiting for them to break is a bad idea. Keeping them from breaking is a lot easier. Okay, and then uh, you've been using the smart drugs or nootropes for uh, a few years now. Have you noticed any adverse side effects? Not really. I've been using them for more than a decade. I, I've been on modafinil for more than eight years, paracetam going on. Going on 15 years now when I've been taking paracetam and aniracetam and premaracetam and oxiracetam and all the other racetams that are out there. Some of them, yeah, there, there are negative effects. Um, hydrogen is one that, that's well written up, but I found it maybe kind of ampy, a little bit aggressive, and okay. just it wasn't a, a clean feeling for me. Okay. Uh, and, you know, now that you brought that up, many of these are at least mildly stimulative in the manner of caffeine. Uh, do they affect your sleep patterns at all? It's tough to say. I monitor my sleep with a Zio on occasion. I don't do it every night or even every week. I do it when I'm changing something or if I, I sense that there's a problem in my alertness. I've trained myself and I've optimized my sleep. I, I use electrical aids for sleep sometimes. And I also travel extensively. I flew 100 times last year and I'll probably exceed that this year. So you know, jet lag is something I definitely pay attention to. Honestly, I can get by on five hours of sleep any night. I can do five hours of sleep. I actually did five hours on average for two years straight and actually grew my career and my blog and all the other things I do. I'm a father of two young kids. I was okay. Really? So, yeah, that's that's pretty yeah. amazing because you know, there is quite a volume of research that shows less sleep uh, correlates with uh, poorer health, although – they often mention in these papers that there are outliers that can live on less than seven to eight hours of sleep. But you don't feel, so you went two years on just five hours of sleep. You don't feel like you became sleep deprived or you built up a deficit that your health was going downhill because of the minimal amount of sleep. 
you know, I don't think that that my health went downhill. I actually grew a six pack during that time. But I, I also, I mean, I hacked my sleep. I blog a lot about how to hack your sleep. Okay. There's even an, an ebook coming out about this. So on nights when I was only going to get two hours of sleep, and I had many of those, I would hook a, what they call a Russian sleep machine, a cerebral electrical stimulation. I'd hook it up to my head and run a small shaped current to put myself into a physical restoration state, the very deep sleep state, right. like. By doing that, I could wake up after two hours and I might not have had the benefits of, you know, the memory consolidation phase that you get from dreaming, but I woke up and I was okay and I you didn't would get feel sick. refreshed and everything. Yeah. Okay. And, and you're, you're talking to a guy who used to weigh 300 pounds, a guy who had sinus infections every month mm. for 15 years. Like I, I was on antibiotics almost every month for a very long time. So I, I come from a position of health weakness. And for me to be able to do that, what I did is I hacked my resilience. That's the core of the whole Bulletproof Executive thing sure. is become more resilient and then choose which stressors you're going to, to go. So I minimize all the stressors that don't do anything for me. And in this case, my stressor was I'm not getting as much sleep as I might like. But because I removed all these other things that were basically sucking energy and not doing anything, I was able to maintain my resilience. Great. And then with all of this hacking going on, I would suspect, as would many listeners, that you probably test for your aging biomarkers to make sure that you're doing good things instead of bad things to your body and mind. Is that, would that be true? It is true. I'm a big fan of uh, of the quantified self movement. I'm, I guess, acknowledged as one of the emerging uh, kind of leaders' faces of it. I was on the cover of the Financial Times with electrodes on my forehead, uh, which kind of made me famous in that small, very cool community. So quantified self people measure all sorts of crazy stuff. I've been measuring my biomarkers with an anti-aging physician, uh, Dr. Miller at antiaging.com in Los Gatos, for about a decade now. So I looked at during this two-year period, uh, my cortisol levels actually dropped um, to the second lowest they've been in all the time that I've measured them. I looked at a bunch of other variables there. All of them were the same or very close to the same or better as they were before. And specifically, I went to the HeartMath Institute where I'm an advisor. These guys are experts in heart rate variability, which is a phenomenally good marker of autonomic nervous system function and stress, overall likelihood of dying, okay. and basically the, the state of your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. I wore a, we'll call it a quasi-hospital-grade heart monitor. It was, it's, it's hospital-grade, but it's not certified by the FDA to be hospital-grade. I wore one of those for 24 hours. And had it analyzed by its chief of research at HeartMath. And uh, I actually haven't posted this yet. I need to post it on my blog. But the bottom line was uh, on all the measures that they've looked at for I don't know how many thousands of people over the years, I showed a younger autonomic nervous system than average for my age, despite the fact that I was 18 months into getting five hours or less of sleep per night. Okay. And the fact that you drink the Bulletproof coffee. Uh, of course, we've got to talk about the Bulletproof coffee. That's uh, one of the more famous things uh, off of your blog. And according to your recipe, you blend 500 milliliters of coffee with about two-thirds of a stick of butter. Now, that's around 1,000 calories, maybe a bit more, which yep. would be about half of the daily recommended calorie intake for an adult male. So do you not eat very much for the rest of the day? Not during that period. During that two-year period, because I was dealing with enormous demands on my system, I kept my calories to about 4,000 calories a day, oh. Some sometimes only 3,500. It was by design. I wanted to also show just 
to everyone out there who believes that I did what I say I did, that calories are a very poor way of measuring food, only slightly better than measuring grams. You would laugh if someone said you need 500 grams of food per day because you say, well, but hold on, how much water was in that food? But somehow when we convert it to calories, which ignores water altogether, then it's okay. So look, I don't look at my food from a calorie perspective. I look at it from a macronutrient perspective. And my biggest goal is I eat 50 to 70% of my calories from healthy fats. Okay. And, and, and now what would you say to the people who are shrieking in horror right now because of all of the fat and the particularly evil saturated fat that you <laughs> – and I, because you know, I like butter in my coffee as well, uh, nice. that you and I are talking about right now, what would you say to them? You know, it, it's like take a deep breath. We've been eating more butter when everyone's healthier than we are now. And there's so much research. I have a lot of it on my site. But okay. honestly, if you're intellectually interested in this, read Gary Taub's book called Good Calories, Bad Calories. It's 500 pages of the history of research and politics. And the reason you think butter and coconut oil and other saturated fats are bad for you is because the American seed oil industry, mostly corn oil and soybean oil, has worked really hard to make you believe that even though there is no evidence that saturated fats, unhydrogenated saturated fats, cause heart disease. They do not cause heart disease. They prevent heart disease. And is the opposite also true then? Most of these vegetable oils and the high N6 oils and the hydrogenated oils, those probably are a negative for health and longevity. I'll tell you, they absolutely are a negative okay. for health and longevity. And I have experimented with various levels of them. One of the things that we measure in people in, in their blood is the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 fat. And it's pretty typical for someone who eats the, the SAD diet, the standard American diet. They'll have a ratio of 40 to 1. The omega-6 oils like corn and soy and canola, they oxidize very easily. So you tend to get a lot of oxidative damage in the body. And they also form something called branch-chain fats and sometimes very long-chain fats. These are fats that are so bizarre to our bodies that they don't even fit in our cell walls, but our bodies try and do something with them. Mm. And those cause all sorts of cellular dysfunction. So I cut those out of my diet entirely, and I got my ratio down. To sort of the target for optimal health is four to one. Four omega sixes for every one omega three in your cells. My ratio was one point five to one. So I actually got it to the point where I have very little omega six in my body. Okay, and then uh, I imagine the main source of omega six uh, might be uh, olive oil. Do you um, use I olive use, oil? I use very little olive oil. Oh. I'm not really opposed to it. But most people try and cook with olive oil, which it does, is very Yeah, that's not good. Um, but yeah. uh, olive oil certainly does have a lot of good research, uh, epidemiological research behind it. You must it certainly admit. does. Okay. The question, is olive oil better than grass-fed butter and MCT oil or coconut okay. oil? Mm. And the answer is it has a few compounds in it aside from just the fat. You know, there's some antioxidants. So I might have a tablespoon a week. Okay. And I, people can have more if they want to. I've gone through periods where I ate a lot more than that and periods okay. where I ate less. I feel best and I perform best when I keep it to grass-fed ghee, uh, grass-fed butter, and coconut oil. And that recipe for you know low-toxin coffee beans, which is really important, the toxicity mm -hmm. level of your coffee matters, 
blended with either butter or ghee and MCT oil. There's several hundred things on Facebook and Twitter and, and on the website where people are saying, I can't believe this, but I had Bulletproof coffee with anywhere from one tablespoon up to five tablespoons of butter in it and some MCT oil. And I wasn't hungry for six hours and I didn't get the energy dip. I didn't need a snack. I wasn't tired. I, I felt bulletproof for sure. six hours. I, I didn't need my apple at 10 a.m. I do that every day. And then, you know, I haven't had lunch yet today. Sure. We're talking. Okay. It's almost three o'clock for me. Hmm. I had coffee at 8 a.m. with butter in it. I'm not hungry. How about the most interesting or significant change that you've implemented in the last few months or maybe in the past year? Probably it would be cold thermogenesis. I've been experimenting with you know, exposing the body to cold. A while back, Tim Ferriss wrote in the four-hour body about using an ice pack on your shoulder blade area to increase brown adipose tissue. But I'd never got much result from that. In fact, I abandoned it a long time ago. What I did do, though, is I started using uh, Dr. Jack Cruz's cold thermogenesis protocols, which are a little hard to find on his site, but they're worth finding. And what I did is for 30 days, I exposed my face to basically a, a pan full of ice water until I could get over the shock that that caused and I could hold my breath for a minute and a half or so in the ice water. Once I was adjusted at that level, I started taking full-on ice baths. I have a water that's about 50 degrees, which is pretty darn cold, and I'll sit in it for 20 minutes to half of an hour up to my neck. And the difference in inflammation and just in burning of fat and just leanness and muscles and mental function, I mean, it is far better than exercise in terms of what it does for the calories your body uses and for what it does to your metabolism. I'm blown away by just how good it makes me feel. Okay. And then also, is there any new research that you're following in particular right now with regards to health and longevity? I'm a about to to launch a a Krebs cycle or you know mitochondrial cycle precursor called oxaloacetate on the Bulletproof Executive site. I'm calling it upgraded aging because of what it does at multiple different aging things, including things like cancer. It's a much stronger caloric restriction mimetic than uh, than metformin okay. that I've seen in research, and stronger than resveratrol and the other resveratrol analogs like patero stilbean. It also ends up normalizing blood glucose within about 45 days in diabetic animals. And fortunately, it's something that's already in our mitochondria. So it's not a drug. It is a nutritional substance. So that'll be coming okay. online probably in the next 30 days. I've been taking it for the past six months and looking at just reams of research on it. And I'm pretty stoked that that's going to be pretty monstrous. So it's called Upgraded Aging. It'll have it on Bulletproof Exec within the next little while. Okay. Uh, besides that, what types of research are you supporting or promoting? Well, there's a study on the cognitive effects of a high-fat coffee blend, <laughs> i.e. Bulletproof Coffee. So I'm donating some coffee and supporting a study that's being done in conjunction with Stanford University. It's a IRB, Institutional Review Board approved study where we're asking people to sign up for the study itself on Bulletproof Exec. And then we connect you with Quantified Mind, which is a website that tests mental performance. 
And what you'll do is you'll drink bad coffee. In this case, we're going to ask you to drink Starbucks dark roast. And you're going to drink good coffee. In this case, the upgraded coffee that I'm providing, which is low toxin coffee that has a noticeable psychological, like mental performance benefit compared to, to most coffee. It doesn't cause jitters and it doesn't cause the drop that you get when your caffeine wears off. So we're going to actually quantify the benefits, the cognitive benefits of using coffee, not caffeine, but actually coffee as an adaptogenic herb. And I think we're going to see phenomenal results there based on on just the feedback and my own experience with this blend. So I'm, I'm excited to be supporting that and very excited when we publish the results. If people are interested in that, they can go to bulletproofexec.com and we're taking people for the study there. It takes about 10 minutes a day. It's an eight-day study. It's pretty lightweight, but you'll get to see the results and you'll get to test your own mental performance on different types of coffee. All right. Perhaps uh, we can get a few new people into that research effort. Now, being in Bay Area, you're obviously exposed to uh, many other uh, longevity advocates. Uh, what's your opinion about indefinite life extension, such as the goal of Longevity or the SENS organization, other like-minded organizations? I am a fan. In fact, when, when I was in my mid-20s, I said, you know, I, I think I should be immortal. I, I sh- it should be absolutely possible to do that. So I I think it's entirely possible that we will be able to replace the bits of our mind and the bits of our body using emerging technologies. I think there's also, in a lot of these communities, the belief that your consciousness resides entirely in your brain. In my experience, that includes wandering around remote parts of Tibet, hacking my brain with extensive EEG neurofeedback and other electrical stuff. I think that some of your consciousness resides in your heart and in your gut and that it's a little bit more of a distributed system than we typically think about in neuroscience today. And that if you approach the I'm going to live forever problem from the perspective of how do I preserve the brain, that you're shortchanging yourself and you sort of miss the mind-body connection, which is a fundamental part of consciousness. All right. And then lastly, is there anything you would like to promote? Perhaps a a new book? You already mentioned your research. Is there any uh, conference might be appearing at soon? Uh, Let's see. I will definitely be speaking at the Quantified Self conference coming up in September in the Bay Area. I think that the topic of the talk is public. Not sure yet, though. But it's uh, it's basically one about the effect of orgasm and sex on the performance of the human, which is going to be some really cool research that I'm I'm bringing out. Uh, a lot of n equals one sorts of things. But I think yeah, that that's sure. that's going to to raise some eyebrows with what uh, what I've shown and also what I've looked at in scientific papers and whatnot. Just the, what I've accumulated there. There's also let's see coming up here. Uh, there's a Quantified Self meetup June 19th in the Bay Area where I'll be speaking. And okay. in terms of other conferences, in early September, the first Bulletproof Biohacking Conference will happen in the Bay Area. People who sign up for this will get a chance to spend two days with more than $100,000 worth of electrical biohacking equipment with a world champion power lifter there to show them how to use it. We're going to actually teach people to have a thicker myelin sheath and to rewire the way their mind and body work together in two very difficult days. Hmm. That'll be kind of a groundbreaking conference. I'm expecting that that'll also get a lot of media attention because nothing like this has really been done before. Well, Dave, thank you so much for all the interesting information and good luck at the conferences in the future. Justin, thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm a big fan of what you're doing and a big supporter. Thank you. 
Now, I realize that most listeners do not have a quarter million dollars to hack their own biology, but that is the great thing about Dave's grand experiment in Healthy Life Extension. Almost everything he has learned is available for free on the Bulletproof Executive website. There are many things you can do to hack your health that do not cost anything at all. I would encourage more people to live healthy now in order to increase the odds of making it to a time when more robust rejuvenation techniques and technology become available. Happy hacking. Until next time, I'm Justin Lowe.